All right, let me call our attention to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. We are in the final chapter of the book of Romans, chapter number 16. We're going to cover quite a few verses tonight and look at what has been titled the snapshot of a church. The snapshot of a church. There's some things that, I mean, Paul has laid down a lot of doctrine. Uh, the book of Romans probably is no doubt one of the one of the most field books of doctrine and theology in the entirety of the Word of God. And Paul puts all of that together and writes that to the church at Rome. And at the end of all of his writing, Paul said, now I want you to know that this is what a church looks like. This is what the people of a church look like. So we're going to read this, and if you'll bear with me, there are a lot of names that are mentioned. Uh, Paul's throwing out names. Uh, so he's, he's telling us some things about these people and who they are and some of the things that they are. But Paul does this, so bear with me as I go through these names. I will probably massacre probably 80 to 90% of them, but bear with me and we'll go down through here. We're going to read verse number 1 down through verse number 16, and then also verse number 21 through verse number 24. Paul is, and it's kind of, kind of odd as far as we would think that Paul writes the letter and his greeting, if you will, is at the end of the letter. Uh, where most of the time if we're going to write a formal letter, we're going to have a greeting at the front of the letter and we're going to have a salutation at the end of the letter. Uh, Paul gives some introduction in the beginning of the letter, but he waits till the end to give his greeting and uh, if you will, he says here in verse number one, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant unto the church, which is at Sincrea, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succorer uh, of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved 
Penitus, who is the first fruits of Archaea unto Christ. Greet Mary. That one's pretty easy. Who bestowed much labor on us. Salute and Docris and Juna, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Ampelius, my brother, or, or my beloved in the Lord. Salute Urban, our helper in Christ, and Stachus, my beloved. Salute Apilius, approved in Christ. Salute them which are at Aristobulus' household. Salute Hendron, my kinsman. Greet them that are of the household household of Narcaeus, which are in the Lord. Salute Tryphani and Tryphaeus, who labor in the Lord. Salute the beloved Paris, which labored much in the Lord. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Salute as Cazarus, Phelagan, Hermes, Patrambus, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. Salute Philagus and Julian, Nerlus and his sister Olympus, and all the saints which are with them. Salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Then verse number 21, Timotheus, our work fellow, and Lucas and Jason and Sopire, my kinsmen, salute you. I, Tetris, write, who wrote this epistle, salute you in the Lord. Guess, mine host, and of the whole church, saluteth you. Eratus, the chamberlain of the city, saluteth you. And Quartus, a brother. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I pray that as we look into this scripture and we consider a snapshot of the church, I pray that you would help us to see those things this evening that would be pleasing in your sight. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this day up until now and even hereafter. Lord, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the truths that we find in your Word. Thank you for the pictures that you show us Lord, even in the list that we've been given tonight, those that labored together, that formed the church, Lord, help us, Lord, to gain from them what we need in our own lives to be fellow laborers in your service. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
There's several things that I want to try to give you this evening, and we're not going to try to pull them out and pinpoint a particular verse uh, with these points, but I want to give you some things that as a snapshot are some things that if you go back and read through this Scripture again, and these people that Paul listed were important. They were important because Paul was driving home a point of this is what being fellow laborers in Christ look like. And Paul was telling us that and giving us that. And as you went down through, there were some that were named and they were. it was told why they were named and why Paul chose to use that person and name this person. But I want to try to give you seven things real quickly this evening that we see that is important in the church. It's important that we see these things and we not only see these things, but we allow them to be a practice in our own lives. The first thing that I want us to understand is, and Paul said this over and over several different times down through this passage of Scripture, he mentioned the fact that those that he was naming it was not because they were being lifted up and put in some elevated position. It was not about them, but he mentioned over and over that they are in the Lord. They were fellow laborers because they were in the Lord with Paul. In fact, Paul even mentioned, and I thought it was ironic that he mentioned that there were two of the brothers that he mentioned that were in Christ before him. Uh, they, were, they were serving the Lord before he started serving the Lord. But now they're laboring with him as he's laboring and doing what God is given him. But understand, if we are going to be a picture, if we're going to be seen as a snapshot of the church, the first thing is not our church membership. The first thing is not our, our office or offices that we hold within the church. The first thing is that we are in the Lord. That we're saved. Um, I know that I've mentioned this I don't know how many times and I'll mention it again this evening. The likelihood that any of us would have outside of having being part of different families the thing that draws us together because of the differences in our life the different likes that we have the different walks that we have in our life uh, for the biggest part we don't we don't work the same jobs we don't necessarily frequent the same places so for us to have been joined together the joining together that we have what makes us family is that we're in Christ and there is a there is a unifying bond there that can't be taken away there's something there and and I've had this happen to me, and I know you've probably had it happen to you. There's been places and times, and, and I can recall one of those that's vivid in my mind right now, that when we were out west, my wife and I were in a thrift store. 
And we were, my wife was shopping in the thrift store and we were looking around. And I looked at my wife and I said, those people are saved people. And before we left, we were able to communicate with each other. And the fact was, they were saved. They knew the Lord. And what was ironic is, I'd never seen them before. I did not know who they were. I did not know any of their background. They didn't know who I was. They didn't know my background. But there was a unifying bond there, and that was the fact that we were in Christ. We were... We were family members meeting each other for the first time. And what a blessing it is when you meet people who are part of the church, that are part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ because they're born again, because they're saved. And, and if we're going to be the church the first and most necessary thing is that we be in Christ. Because outside of that, we are not the church. It is those who are in Christ that are the church. And thank God that we have the same Lord as Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and Isaiah and Joel and Jeremiah and we can go all the way down through the century. We have the same God as Adam had. We have the same God as Job had. We have the same God as David. And it's because we're in Christ. Even those that went before us, they were in Christ because of what Christ did for His church and for His people. Not only are we a people who are in Christ, but we are a people who are growing in sound doctrine. Paul mentioned those as we went down through here. He mentioned those that were growing, those that were had, had come from one point to another point. And if we're a, if we're a believer... And if we're saved by the grace of God, God helps us and grows us under sound doctrine. The reason there are the reason that we look around us and there are so many that seemingly have stunted growth is because there is so little sound doctrine that's being preached. There are so many there are so many preferences, so many ideas, so many of this and so much of this. And there's very little sound doctrine that gets preached from the pulpits. And it is that sound doctrine that helps us to grow and to be nourished so that we so that our walk is further down the road tomorrow than it was today, or it's further down the road today than it was. Ten years ago, and we're in a different place in our spiritual walk because of that sound doctrine that we get from the Word of God. So the people that are a snapshot of the church are a people that are in Christ. They are a people that are growing in sound doctrine, but they're a people who are deepening 
their relationships. There are people that are deepening their relationships first and foremost with Christ, but deepening their relationships with one another. I've said this and I'll say it again. I don't believe there is a group of people that I would rather serve God with than the group of people that are here tonight. Uh, There is something that God has done in us and with us in deepening our relationship with one another that any time, and and I'm sure that you feel the same way, but any time that we're apart from one another, if it's for a service or two services, it just seems so long before we're back together again and before we're gathered around the Word of God again and before we're gathered around the songs of Zion again and before we're gathered around the reading, the preaching, the, the everything that goes on in, in the Word of God, we're deepening those relationships with each other. There's a... Uh, there's a a, a relationship that is growing and we thank the Lord for that. And so those that are a part of the church, they are a people that are in Christ and they're growing in sound doctrine. And because they're growing in that sound doctrine, their relationship is being deepened in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if it were ever to be And my hope and prayer is that it never will be. But if it were to be that we were separated for some reason, everyone that is part of of Gospel Way Baptist Church and everyone that's been been a part of what this church is and what this church is doing, even if we were miles away from each other, you could not take each other out of the hearts of each other because that relationship is being deepened. We, when we see one another hurt, we hurt with each other. When we see one another going through difficult times, we, we, we hurt and we are in pain for one another. Why? Because that relationship is deepening. And that's what, that's what happens within a church family. That's what happens within a a group that is part of the church. And it's the same way. It doesn't necessarily have to be Gospel Way Baptist Church. There are brothers and sisters in Christ that we know that have gone through things and they face things and we've, we've, we've cried with them and we've prayed with them and they've prayed with us and they've cried with us. And, and it's those relationships that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ that is being deepened. Not only do we have that as a people, but we are also, if we're part of the snapshot of a church, of a true church, of of what the church should be, we're helpful and hospitable to each other. (laughs) I said helpful, not hateful. (laughs) And, and, and And when you're part of a group like we have, and you're part of, of a body of believers, there is a helpfulness that you want to put forth. Uh, 
when when you look around and you see different places that may call themselves a church, different places that may may have church on their sign, but yet there's a hatefulness toward one another and there's a there's an animosity toward each other. That's not the snapshot of a true church. The snapshot of a true church and what a true church really looks like is a people that are hospitable and helpful to one another. That, that There are times that we come together and there are times that we've had struggles during the week or we've faced things during the week or there's been something in our life that we, we struggled with and we get around other believers and because those other believers, just getting around them and fellowshipping with them and, and not even necessarily having to voice or verbalize our, our difficulties during the week, we can be around each other and that, that fellowship is helpful and, and we're hospitable with each other. And it's that way when you're part of what a true church is. And, and again, it's not just that everyone has to do everything like Gospel Way Baptist Church. or Not everyone has to do everything like this other church down the road. We're still helpful and hospitable toward each other if we're a snapshot of what that local church looks like. And is because we are part of the family that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only that, but they are a people that are working together. There's, there's a, you're pulling in the same direction. I've used this illustration before. You can actually take, you, you can, and, and not to say that that's what you have, but you can take a piece of thread that is worn. It is frayed. It's frazzled. But if two people are carrying that thread in the same direction, that thread never comes to pieces. Why? Because they're going the same way. They're working together. But you take the strongest rope that you can get and you get enough people pulling in opposite direction, that rope is going to snap. What, what I'm saying is this, when we're working in the same direction, when we're doing what we're doing, that is the reason and one of the reasons that what two gentlemen, one of them that's in... Uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee, and one of them that's in Asheville that are trying to put together a network of like-minded churches that are like us. They're trying to put that together because there are so many people that are looking for what our church is doing. There are people that are looking for that, but they don't know where we are. And they're trying to put that network together. Why? They're trying to labor together. They're trying to work the field together. Even, even though we may be miles and miles apart, we can still work together for the same purpose and the same reason and the same end result. And that is that God is glorified. That He's glorified in the church. The church is a people who are working together. 
And it amazes me. It honestly, it amazes me. And I'm not saying that down the road there may be something that happens and some rift comes up and there may be some disagreement. But I'm saying it amazes me that we've been able to work together and pull together and do together. Why? Because we're all headed in the same direction. We're all looking to see and, 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 and give God the glory for everything. We're, we're, we're wanting to uplift Christ. We're wanting all the liturgy of our services to be uplifting in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're wanting everyone to find rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're wanting to preach those things that would edify the saints. We're wanting God to take His Word and where correction is needed, correct us. But where uplifting is needed, He can uplift us. Where comfort is needed, He can comfort us. And we're working in the same direction. We're working together. And that's what a church looks like. Not only that, but they are people who are serving in different roles. A church is a group of people that are working together for the same purpose, but they're filling different roles. Paul told us even over in the book of, of Corinthians in chapter number 12, he told us that we were all members of the same body, but we were members in particular that God hath placed us in the body where it hath pleased Him. So, knowing that we're working in the same direction, we're working for the same purpose, but there are those filling different roles, doing different things that, to be honest with you, there are things I'm just not good at. There are things that, there are those around me that they're good at that, I'm not. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't have to do that because somebody else is good at it. We, we don't have to do everything because God has members in the body that are serving in different capacities, that are doing different things. Why are they doing that? Because God made them good at what they're doing. And we should stand back at all at what God is doing with everybody's life knowing that, hey, I'm no good at that, but they sure are good at it. And, and, and even agging them on, if you will, and, and encouraging them in what they're doing for God. Why? Because they're able to do what God wants them to do. And we're doing what God wants us to do. We're serving in different roles. We're not serving in the same capacity, but we're serving for the same purpose. Yes. We're headed in the same direction. We're doing the, the, the we're, we're, we have an end goal in mind. And there again, that is that God received the glory. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard to do anything that God puts before you if you're not afraid of who gets the glory. It's pretty easy to serve the Lord when you're not that glory seeker. Uh, like Spurgeon said, we're, we're, God's not going to get all the glory until He's kill, killed our self-glorifying. And, and, 
And, and, and that's what God does through sound doctrine, through building relationships, through, through a sound church, and through the, the being helpful and hospitable to each other, and through working together. God, God takes that people and does a work. God, God takes that people and builds His church the way He wants that church built. But not only that, and lastly, and I, I, there's so many other things we could say, but lastly this evening, the snapshot of a church is a people who are households that have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are places that Paul mentions in this passage of Scripture where there are households that have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are families there are families even in gospel way. There are physical families that have come together to make a spiritual family in this place and in this church. That we've come together, the households have come together for the purpose of serving the Lord, for the purpose of seeing a church go forth, for the purpose of allowing God to build as God sees fit to build. That's what Paul's trying to tell us. He's trying to tell us that there again, it, it doesn't matter it, uh, who does what as long as we're not afraid of who's going to get the glory. And you know and I know that all the glory belongs to God. It doesn't belong to us. There is, there, there is no righteousness that we have. There is no righteousness that we have that is worth anything. But in Christ, we are made His righteousness. And that's worth everything. So a snapshot of the church is those who are working together for the same purpose, for the same reason, for the same goal. And God use the Apostle Paul to put together a list of names. Most of these names were, and, and, and I know that I butchered these names. Uh, if, if all of those people would have been sitting here, they'd have walked out. <laughs> but God used Paul to give us, yeah, Mary was okay, and I think Rufus was okay, and Timothy was okay, but the rest of them, I don't know if they would have stayed or not. But, but, but anyway, God, God gave us those names. God gave us that list of names to, to let us understand and know that there is a great diversity, but there's a great unity. There is a diversity in the people themselves, in their personalities, in their, in their families, in their backgrounds. But there is such a unity in their working for the Lord. It, it's amazing that Paul gave us as long a list of names as he did. And all of that list of names was with one purpose. And that was to glorify God. To give God the glory to do the work that God had set before them. 
and to be obedient to what God said in His Word. And that is the snapshot of a church. That's what a, that's what a real church looks like. And thank God, that's what our church looks like. That's what I see in us. And that's what I see in us alongside of other churches that are the same that are that are headed in the same direction there's such a peace and such a rest and such a joy to serve God alongside of people that are pulling in the same direction that are that are looking for God to receive the glory for those things which God is doing in us we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus he is working in and through us. The blessing is we get to be along for the ride. It's amazing. It, it didn't cost me anything, but I get to enjoy the ride. I get to be along. And what a blessing to have that in our lives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We 